All right. C-Note here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to C-Note's Media Madness, trying to make sense of the madness of media. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, listening, the conversational sales funnel, because I know you guys are obsessed with sales funnels. I know a lot of people who are follow me on Facebook or people that I see watching Gary V. people are obsessed with like click funnels and sales funnels and frankly, trying to make the sale has become associated with funnels, but really the general idea of trying to navigate someone to make a sale or, or to ask you questions or to be aware of the possibility of making a sale is not anything new at all. Again, kind of mixed with all of the common modern conception that everything is social media related. A lot of sales and good sales and, and effective sales tactics are not anything new in the world of sales of, and, and, you know, maybe calling it sales is a problem for you, but if you're selling something, it's a sale. So first of all, get over yourself, <laughs> stop it. Stop trying to live within this nuance of elevating yourself or trying to feel like you're elite by, you know, having, I've got a product, I'm making relationships. I'm not selling something. It's all the same. Stop it. It's fine. It's okay to be someone that's trying to sell something. I think the problem happens when you're trying to inject your conversation, inject your product, or force something into a conversation. And the important part is that I'm talking from the context of outside of social media. And this includes social media, but the same principle applies that if you're in a conversation with someone and you bring all of your Lularoo shit over to someone's house after they invite you over there and you try to sell them unprompted, they're going to tell you to get the fuck out. <laughs> like that's not how that works. That's not, that's not good. No, don't do that. Stop that. Don't cut it out. I know you got something to sell, but you don't even know if this person's a potential prospect first. You have to a understand who your ICA is and look for the opportunities and be aware of when someone will fit into that package of someone that's willing to buy from you, first of all. And then second of all, you have to realize that not everyone who is your ICA is ready to buy something or specifically ready to buy something from you because they may not even know who you are. They may not know anything about you or your product or why it's better than someone else's product or anything like that. So, and it's not just about relationships in the vague sense of just like, this person's a nice person. Maybe they'll buy something from me. That's not how that fucking works either. So <laughs> I'm going to sound a little harsh this episode, but I'm a little bit annoyed. I'm annoyed because I see it all over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere, People are just preaching relationships, 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 but not understanding that context is important. Context is probably the most important aspect of being able to figure out whether or not someone is going to matter when it comes to trying to sell them on something. Because you could be having a casual conversation with a friend and they could mention, you know, I'm a graphic designer. So if they happen to mention like, I've been looking for a logo designer for weeks and I just haven't hit something. So you could either say, Hey, uh, I, I'm a logo designer. I could help you out. Or 
start to talk to them about what their problems are and see how you can help them. And then try to navigate the conversation to see if they are someone who is willing to pay you, if they have the budget. And even if so, if they don't have the budget, it shouldn't stop you from helping them. Because if you can give them some information and let them know that you're a professional and give them some insight as to who you are and what you do, they can pass that information along to someone who is likely to be able to afford you. So you've got, it's it's kind of a way of, Part of that relationship building and planting those seeds is about connecting people to the idea of you. So expanding your sales funnel beyond the things that you have on the internet to your conversations and the conversations that other people are having about you and your niche. Basically, you want people to have conversations around your niche and associate you with that niche or it doesn't have to be a quote unquote niche. It could be like what it is that you do. So for me, I'm a multimedia designer. I do courses. I do Myers-Briggs stuff. I do a whole bunch of things and people know me for different things for different reasons. And that's another conversation we'll, we'll have. Maybe we'll have it within this of like having multiple things going on uh, and, and leading people in the right direction based on context. I had a conversation today with someone who was just a brief talk about connecting to the idea that like, you know, you have to have one thing to sell and sure having fewer things is good, but knowing the context of a conversation and how to sell someone specifically on something is going to give you that narrow window of selling something to someone, you know, because if you just go to someone and you say like, um, you know, can you hire me for something? <laughs> like, for what? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. You have to have some semblance of focus, but it, it again depends on context. You're not going to go to someone's house and just try to sell them on LuLaRue stuff. Like, how do you know they even like that stuff? How do you know that they're going to be someone that's willing to buy it? How do you know that they have friends that are going to have, they're going to be interested in it. And here's the other part of it is that even if you don't bring your stuff over to their house, like it doesn't mean that you have full permission to, as a person who's trying to sell something to sway the conversation deliberately in the direction of trying to sell them on something. Because if you are trying to specifically, if you're having a dinner with somebody and you start talking about the weather, you start talking about work, you start talking about uh, TV shows, Netflix and binging, you're making a lot of sex jokes or something like to randomly say like, okay, yeah, by the way, I have all this Lularoo stuff. Do you, do you want to buy any? Like they might say, I'll take a look like to not be rude, but they're thinking in their head, like, fuck, I'm probably not going to invite this person over anymore. Like, damn it. I just lost a friend. <laughs> and it's really frustrating. Um, but like, that doesn't mean that you can't be listening and prepared even in your everyday life to bring those conversations to the forefront, you know, to convince anyone of anything, you need to make it known that it's their idea or they need to come up with it, come up with it as their idea. Meaning the casual, the conversation can be steered a little bit in that direction. Like if you want to start talking about work stuff or ask them about what they're doing or ask them, you know, a general market research question that is also in the realm of, you know, being a person. So, I mean, it takes talent. It takes time to learn how to do that without appearing salesy or trying to just blatantly be a salesperson, you know, that's hard. Uh, it's really hard to find that balance and it certainly takes experience. But if you're having everyday casual conversation, another good example is if you're, if you're waiting in line at a grocery store and you start 
striking up a casual conversation with somebody, you make uh, somebody makes. Re- usually, what happens to me is like somebody makes reference to something going on in the area, like there's kids being loud or something, and someone makes a comment like, "Oh, these kids, they're so crazy." And then you know you start having a casual conversation. You start to naturally gel really well with that person, and you start moving the conversation in a direction. And someone asks you what you do. And you tell them, you tell them what you're doing, but you're not trying to sell them on what you're doing. You're just saying like, I'm a multimedia designer. Uh, that means I do like photo and video and graphic design. Um, I also make courses that help people with like personal development stuff, you know, like Myers-Briggs and things like that. Um, and I also have two podcasts. So I do a, a mental health podcast and a, a media podcast. And usually in the midst of all of that, they'll pick up on something. They'll say either the, none of it will interest them. And they'll say like, Oh, that's cool. And like move on to something else, which is fine. At that point, you don't pick it up and be like, but, but wait, but, but, but no, don't do that. <laughs> so like they've moved on. They're not in nothing, nothing clicks, nothing relates. Like they're not your ICA. They're not someone that you can sell them on something to. Um, so don't worry about it. But if you're listening to their response and listening to see if there's something that clicks with them, like sometimes I'll have someone say like, oh, my, my daughter's a graphic designer. She's learning this, blah, 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 blah. And I immediately click in my head. That starts to, okay, we're in this funnel now, this kind of in this funnel of trying to see if this person, like if you know you're, okay, let me go back. If you know your personal sales funnel enough, then you can do it in a conversation. What I mean is you can go through the qualifier phase. You can ask the right questions. You can see if they have the money for it. You can see if they have the time for it all in the conversation. But the point is that you also need to know the ins and outs of when to uh, to move that conversation forward or to when to drop the, drop the issue, know that they're not qualified and then move the conversation forward in a different way. So it doesn't mean that if one funnel fails that you should bring up another topic that's going to give you another opportunity. Because again, you know, peop- most people can tell when you're trying to blatantly sell them on something. Most people can tell if you're trying to move the conversation in a direction where you're literally trying to reach your hand in their pocket and take something from them. Like that's not the point. The point is to find out what they are naturally interested in and something where they have like a natural need for, uh, a need uh, in essentially or what they need help with. So if um, I've had this conversation a couple of times where I'm in, uh, in line at target or something, and I start talking about, uh, I'm a graphic designer. I do this, I do that. And uh, there's a couple of different things that can happen. They could say like, Oh, my kids in school for graphic design, you know, they're trying to do this. They spend a lot of time doing this. They're a little bit discouraged sometimes. Like I'd love to be able to help them and whatnot. Um, be like, yeah, I know it's been really a, a, a difficult, uh, you know, uh, design school is pretty hard. I know it's really rough. Um, and, and basically just start talking about little bits of topics, um, of conversation. You know, maybe you try to move it a little bit towards seeing if, um, their kid needs some tutoring or something like that. Or you just start asking a basic question like that, that shows that you're interested in what's going on. And you say like, you know, how are they doing at school? Is everything all right? Um, and they say like, yeah, they're struggling a little bit. You know, I, I've been looking for a tutor for them actually. I'd be like, Oh, I, well, you know what? I'd love to, I'd love to help. If, if that's something you want to look at, we can exchange information. Um, and then they say, yeah, that that's great. Or like, Oh no, that's okay. Um, I kind of was hoping for someone that I knew a little bit better. Um, and you say, Oh, that's totally fine. Don't worry about it. And then you just move on. You know, again, 
uh, some of the facets of life in general really come into play. Like don't things take things personally, you know, they're, they don't know you yet. So especially if you're talking to a stranger or if you know a friend, even if a friend does that, like they may not be committed yet. They, you know, you can't convince them to be committed. You know, that's just not how that works. If anything, you could tarnish the relationship that way. So don't try to push the issue. Um, sometimes a conversation can go in the direction of one of the other things that I have going on, which is like Myers-Briggs stuff. And then I can ask them like, Oh, do you know your type? You know, do you know what that means? And then I start to ask them about it. And like, we have this conversation, I give them a little bit of information, you know, maybe they're interested. And then they say like, Oh, that's really cool. I never knew that. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I, I make courses for this stuff. And they're like, Oh, that's really awesome. Um, I've had plenty of times where like, people have had this moment where they felt like it was serendipitous because I have a couple of the different things that I do. And because I was able to mention and being so willing and ready to talk about what it is that I do and help people uh, uh, throughout the context of the conversation and being willing to navigate different areas of the conversation that it's, it feels like to them that it just was complete happenstance and they're super lucky, but they wouldn't have been lucky if I wasn't willing to talk about what I do in a way that is not blatantly trying to sell them on it, but being experienced enough to talk about and be comfortable with what it is that I do and really having kind of a mental sales funnel to be able to put the checkpoints in place in the conversation to know what comes next, you know, for me. And, um, you know, for me, that is typically finding out if they're even interested at all, again, not forcing them, but through casual conversation, if you see them like perk up, get interested in something, then there's an opportunity and to be willing to continue to ask questions and listen for continued opportunity. You know, it's not just like at the first sign of something, you're not like, oh, well, you know, I sell that. You know, it's not, it's not how it goes either. It's like guiding them in the right direction. And if you have the opportunity to get them directly to, to the sale, meaning if you're literally with them right there and they're like, yeah, let's set up a time, then set up the time, like do it on your phone, set a calendar time, get their phone number, get their information. Don't send them to your website because they're going to have to go through all this stuff again. And they're going to see that you're a person that might have been like trying to sell them the entire time, or, you know, you're doing extra work for them. At that point, if you're pretty sure that you're going to make the sale with them, you should be taking that moment to push them to the front of the line. You ever think of those fast passes at like Disneyland or like uh, different amusement parks at that point, you've already had the conversation with the person. So they deserve the fast pass. Uh, they're someone that is nearly ready to buy at this point. If you have the opportunity for them to buy right then and there, um, totally do that. But again, don't push the issue and maybe wait until they're like done paying for their groceries or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, or, or set a time in the near future. Don't let them wait too much, you know, give it within a few days and try to set something up. So you can say like, Oh, you know, would you like to go get lunch tomorrow? You know? And you know, again, try to keep it casual uh, as something that you're not trying to like push too hard on. So the point is like trying to find this middle ground of like, you're trying to make the sale and let's be real about that. I think there are plenty of people who are kind of on their high horse uh, about sales and, and not worrying about worrying too much about being too salesy. And I understand that, but also you're trying to sell stuff. So 
be real about that. You know, it's like you start from there and you pull back. And again, it comes with experience. I've been doing this for a very long time. I've, I've sold a lot of things. I've been selling a lot of services over my 20 year career. And usually it, it comes from a couple of different sources. Like I said, it comes from a casual conversation. I met someone in line somewhere. Um, I met someone through a friend or I um, had a conversation online or it was a previous client and they recommended someone and they had a conversation with me and it was straight to the point and they knew it was going to be a sale and I could be real about what it is that I was offering. But even though, you know, even, even if you're having conversations online, it's the same thing as what's going on in the grocery store line. You're not trying to sell them. You're trying to give them information or you're trying to help them in some way, or you're listening, you're being there for them in the same way that you would be there for someone who is grieving something. You want to listen to what it is that they have to say. You have a conversation and just kind of go with it. And that's the power of learning a little bit of small talk too. Because, you you know, small talk is often people's barriers. You know, they don't know how to dive into deeper conversation or how to get into a specific topic. So learning how to sort of navigate some small talk is going to give you that entry point to start to build a conversation around, you know, to get to the point of like what you do. What do you do for a living? Because like that initial sort of how do you do kind of conversation is giving them glimpses, glimpses into your personality. If you're good at telling jokes, if you're good at improving, being in the moment, um, you know, just being friendly and nice or doing something helpful for them, like they're going to want to continue the conversation more than likely, or learn more about you or, you know, feel some sense of psychological indebtedness. <laughs> and, you know, again, that sounds terrible, but Hey, th any advantage is a good advantage. Right? So, you know, again, don't be a jerk about it or don't try to bring your LuLaRue shit to Starbucks and start to talk to people about your LuLaRue shit. Like that's the point, uh, uh to not do that, you know, uh, and, and don't try to just strike up casual conversations in the effort of getting to that point. You know, you kind of let things organically happen. Um, so there's a lot of angles to consider a lot of things to think about. Uh, but for the most part, just like be a person and then also be a person that happens to have something to sell. Like, think about that again, be a person, but then happen to be a person that has something to sell and then listen for the opportunities. And when those opportunities arrive, have sort of a mental sales funnel worked out or have worked out your sales funnel online so much that you know, the qualifying steps. Like, why would you have a conversation with someone who's sitting in front of you? You know, they're your ICA, you know, they've got the money, you know, they've got the interest, you know, that they're ready. Why would you send them back to your website? Why would you send them to your social media page? Why would you send them to your Instagram account? Like get their information, set a meeting, do it right then and there. Like, don't be forceful, but say like, Hey, I'm showing interest in you. I'm showing interest in what you have, you, you need to learn. I'm showing interest in what I have to offer and showing interest in building a relationship together. So take action in that and don't get in your own way of thinking like, I don't want to be salesy or I don't want to be, I don't want to appear this or I don't want to be that like, stop it. Just cut it out. At that point, you've transformed from a person into the group from the grocery store into someone behind the counter paying, ha checking someone out. 
not checking someone out uh, in terms of like sexually, but I mean like, you know, do, using the UPC thing and the ray gun and checking. The, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so think about that a little bit and I'm sure I will have more to pass along as we have this conversation a little bit more. I want to like flesh out the idea a little bit more about, um, uh, uh, doing multiple things, you know, having multiple points of entry on your sales funnel, because a lot of people just have a single thing that they do. You know, they sell for a specific thing. They might sell cars, for example. And, you know, it's going to be harder to bring that into a casual conversation and have someone at the grocery store who happens to be looking for a car. Like that's just not going to be as likely, but if you have a different kind of multiple things going on, you know, you're going to have multiple entry points and you kind of have to be aware of those entry points and those keywords and conversation. That's why I think it's actually really useful to not just think about your sales funnel, but think about every little bit of what it is that you do. Think about the keywords and SEO and the way that you talk about it and the way that uh, some, and, and think about the way that people respond to things, you know, ask market research questions, know the entry points the, and the cognitive, the psychological effects that people experience when they hear about the words that you use to describe what it is that you do so that you can kind of learn over time where those points are. You know, you really learn over time by having a conversation, uh, the, the inflection points or the changes in tone or in body language that someone has when they're interested in something or when they're ready to, you know, move something in the next direction. I don't have the skills in every facet of my life in that, but when it comes to, to sales, because I have a, a father who is a sales guy, I've been able to develop those skills and be able to see that. So, you know, I had a, I've had issues in my life with like previous relationships and like we'd be out at the movies or something and like eventually get to a conversation where we're talking about like what I do for a living. And, um, we'd walk away from the conversation, we'd exchange numbers or something. And the person I was with said something, would say something like, you're always trying to swindle people. I'm like, I'm not trying to swindle people. That's not the point, but I'm a person who's trying to sell stuff. I'm a person who has like services to offer. Like, should I not be allowed to take that opportunity to, to, to move that conversation forward, to make people aware of what I do uh, in that sense? Like that doesn't make me lesser of a person. It really doesn't. And I'm not trying to trick anyone. They already showed me that they're interested. So that's the difference. You know, you're not coming into a conversation, crashing a conversation. And again, bringing your Lularoo shit to the conversation. You're letting people ask you, about your nice stockings or whatever they are. I don't know what the Lutheru things are, the yoga pants, right? Your yoga pants, y yoga pants. You're having people ask you, you know, you're wearing them around or something, you know, it's kind of that equivalent actually. That's actually a, a really good example. Like if you're selling a product, you're selling t-shirts or something like, you know, wear your product. And then someone asks you, Hey, where'd you get that shirt? You're like, actually I made these. And be like, oh wow, that's really good. And be like, be like, yeah. I mean, you know, I I sell these online and stuff, or I have some in my trunk. Do you want to take a look? Or you know, <laughs> that sounds a little creepy, but you know, so I I've made plenty of sales out of my trunk, so don't don't shy away from that either. <laughs> but uh, you know, seize the moment, carpe diem, as the kids say. So uh, you know, find this balance, you know, of of 
because I've heard plenty of people going in the other direction of being so not salesy that they don't sell anything. <laughs> you know, um, I've had plenty of situations where I would go to conventions. Artists in particular can be really hard to get to get into a salesy mindset because, you know, with the artist perspective, it's like you want to be genuine, you want to be real, you want to be uh, uh, authentic. And being a salesperson feels like you're just trying to hawk your stuff in a way that feels like you're sleazy or gross. And, but if you're in the context of it, if you're at a show trying to sell stuff, you need to talk to people. You need to get people's interests. You need to consider the sales aspect of it. You know, what, what perspective are people, are people seeing my stuff from? Can they imagine their stuff in their space? Can they, or can they imagine my work in their space? Um, you know, if they come up to the table, do I just be like, mm -hmm, or I'm just looking down on my pad and drawing, or do I say something like, you know, Hey, you know, how are you enjoying the show so far? Or just making some sort of small talk or casual conversation. Um, and people, you know, as they're flipping, listening, listening for their reactions to things like when they're, if they're picking something up and they're looking at it and um, they're like, Oh, this is really interesting. Tell them a little anecdote about, the, that piece, you know, and sometimes that takes a little time to just be prepared, you know, think about, and I'm sure artists have this already. If you're painting, if you're drawing, if you're doing something, there is a story to tell within it or an interpretation to gather from the person. So it might be difficult if you're an abstract artist that doesn't want someone to, to, you don't want to give away the secret sauce. Basically you want them to interpret it. And I understand that, but that's also an opportunity to say like, you know, uh, I, I created this as like kind of an abstract expression. I know what was going on for me, but what do you see when you look at it? You know, and that's an endpoint. you know, that's a way to have a conversation. If they're uncomfortable with that, then maybe they don't want it, you know, that's fine. But, and then if they ask you, be prepared to give an honest answer because if you're going to be continuously mysterious and elusive, like that's not helping the conversation. You know, a lot of artists just want to stand there quietly and wait for someone else to speak. And that's just, that's not going to help. It's not going to sell anything, you know? So that's why I say, like I've said a couple of times as a pertains to artists, anyone who's selling something, um, to get over yourself a little bit <laughs> because, you know, we've got this need to be uh, authentic and to be mysterious or to be real about something. And, you know, again, it's all about context. You can be real and mysterious in an art gallery, but if you're at an art show trying to sell stuff, you got to turn it up a little bit. You know, you got to be a person, you got to be connective and you got to be real about your process, the tools that you use, um, your, your, your thought process, how you connect to the art, what is your reasoning behind doing the art? Um, and why do you think it would look great in their space? You know, ask them what kind of colors they like. It's like an, another example is like going to boutique. You go to a boutique, uh, they're helping you to find something in their space They're They see your body shape. They see your body type. They see what kind of makeup you like, your hair, things like that. And they will say, they will make recommendations for you. You're like, try this on. This will look great on you. This, this, this. Um, so you put something on and they come out and if they like it, they're going to say like, Oh my God, that looks amazing on you. You've got to get that. You've got to pick that up or, you know, give them like that situation is pretty good actually. Um, when you're trying to sell something tangible in a space, uh, because 
that is the point is it's psychological. It's making the person feel good. And if they feel good about what it is that they're buying, you know, again, with the art example, if they feel good about the colors or the character or, you know, their space, if somebody mentions, so if, if you're selling like drawings of superheroes and somebody comes up and be like, Oh my God, I love Deadpool. They'd be like, well, you know, take that as a cue. It's a tag. It's the same as a tag in an email string. If you were to find out if someone likes Deadpool and it fits something that you can apply to your ICA, then you put them in a Deadpool bucket. (laughs) That sounds gross. A Deadpool bucket. And you start to talk to them about that uh, specific character. You know, maybe there's anecdotes that you know or something about the drawing itself. Like, yeah, I saw this this sort of movement in this character in in this comic, uh, this particular comic, or like, you know, if you like this one, then I've got this one and this one as well. Um, you know, uh, is it you that likes Deadpool or is it your, your kids, your cousin, anything like that? They'll tell you a little bit more. Um, and you know, if they were to and, and ask them questions, like if you were to buy this, already put this in a place of like where they're imagining them owning it, um, you know, and give them the perspective of like, what would they do with it if they owned it? Where would they put it? You know, um, where would it look best? And even if they say, Oh, I don't have any wall space. You can say like, you know what? There's some things that I do sometimes where I like, I'll prop it up on a shelf or I'll put it against like a figurine or something. Um, or I'll, I'll put it uh, like behind my TV. So it's like standing up against the wall. So it doesn't have to necessarily be on the wall, you know, and you can kind of give them alternative uh, ideas, you know, kind of, kind of predict what their excuses are. Um, again, not trying to trick them, but trying to imagine, to create a scenario where they can realistically imagine, imagine them owning it. So the same thing with the boutique, like you try on a dress and you go into the boutique and the person's like, kind of, they give you some room to get changed and they come, you, they come out and they imagine you owning it. They say like, oh my God, you would look so good at this if you like on a Friday night at a party or going out to dinner with your husband. Like they're asking you, and they're probably asking you specific questions. Hopefully if they're good at what they do, they're asking you specific questions so that they can know you a little bit. And then they can say that like, oh my God, this would look really great at your art show. Or like you'd look really amazing in this at, at dinner tonight. Or, you know, something like that, you know, providing specific context and learning something about the person can help you better identify with them and connect with them from a sales perspective. So again, you're trying to get to know people, building relationships, which is cool, but the general, you gotta remember the end goal is to sell something like, and, and kind of be aware of that and don't be cynical about that. Like, that's the point. Get over yourself. It's fine. Like if the sale doesn't happen, like your life's not ruined. Their life's their life's not ruined unless you continue to try to be pushy and, you know, make something awkward or gross or anything like that. So, um, I think that's a good place to end on this topic. I went a lot longer than I thought I would actually on this. (laughs) So, um, uh, so yeah, this is, this is a good conversation. Let me know what you think about this um, on here at CNotes Media Madness. Um, I have courses over at CNote.media. You can learn about all the things that I do there uh, for Myers-Briggs and a podcast course and all that stuff. And on Anchor, we just hit the button to activate um, uh, payments. So if you are interested in providing a donation to the show, go to CNote.show uh, in your mobile browser, and there will be a button that says... Um, uh, what does it say? Uh, uh, 
what's the sponsor of this show? It doesn't say sponsor. What is it? I got to, I can't think of the word for some reason. <laughs> um, support. Yeah. Support this podcast. You hit that button and there will be three options. Uh, choose a support level and the creator earns 13 uh, percent more per dollar if you choose the ninety nine, uh, the nine ninety nine per month level. So it's just kind of like a tip jar, basically. So, uh, so go to go to cnote.show and do that if you like what you heard here and all that good stuff. So um, that's what I got for today. I hope you guys take care of yourselves, practice those sales conversations and that sales funnel conversation. Sorry, I dropped my phone <laughs> and uh, practice that pra- practice, that sales funnel conversation, know the in- ins and outs of what you do. Think about the keywords of what you do, the SEO, all the language, the things that can psychologically connect people to the positive things of your sell, uh, the things that you're selling and um, you know, go from there. So, uh, go, go do the thing. Happy selling. Enjoy yourself. Um, I say this and I put this out on a Friday because, you know, we think of the weekend as just relaxing and it's not that you have to go actively go try to sell things, but if you're out at a party, things are going to come up. There might be opportunities are everywhere. That's all I'm saying. So be open, be aware, have a good time, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your life, enjoy each other. And, uh, I'll catch you next time on C notes, medium madness. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to C-Notes Media Madness, where we're trying to make sense of the madness of media and sometimes talking about Myers-Briggs and other things related to marketing and such like that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. If you really liked what you heard, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, uh, Podbean, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, leave a review and um, you know, leave us a, a, a rating. That would be great to kind of bring us up in the rankings a little bit and uh, check out. If you go to cnote.show, which is our anchor.fm page, you can see the support this channel or support this station, uh, support this show basically uh, button. And you can support us for either a dollar a month for $5 a month or $10 a month. And, um, show some love for the show so that we can keep doing this. So uh, go to cnote.show or go to cnote.media to check out my media courses and uh, take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time.